Welcome to Rebel Business, the podcast that helps you rewrite the rules of what it means to be successful. I'm your host, Em Huckstep, a serial entrepreneur, six-figure business coach, and bullshit-free sales expert. I am on a mission to help you run your business your way so you can make more money, make an even bigger impact, and feel really fucking good doing it. To me, the definition of being a rebel in business is saying F you to outdated marketing tactics and cookie-cutter business advice and finding ways to work and market your business that feel good to you. Expect business advice that doesn't make you cringe, stories from badass business owners and entrepreneurs, and of course, some inspiration and life updates along the way. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you enjoy the show. Hi everyone. Oh my goodness. Did you like my new intro? I decided to outsource and invest in somebody to help me with my intro and my outro for my podcast because I had previously done it myself. And although in business, I will always say DIYing things is great when you're starting out. There is a time that comes when it's best to pay somebody who is an expert to do something for you. And this process was really, yeah, really, really fun. I will link the person flow who I used and who I, well, I shouldn't say used, who I hired um, because she was really lovely and the whole process was so, so simple. Um, so I will link flow because she does podcast protection and she's a babe. Um, so I hope you like the new intro. I yeah, had so much fun recording it and picking the music. So in this episode, I am going to be talking about sales calls, aka discovery calls, or other people call them like connection calls, that kind of thing. But I thought I would start with just a life update and a kind of little behind the scenes of what I have been working on in my business and what I've been doing in my personal life. So Last week, Ian and I went to Mallorca for a week's holiday and we decided to book an all-inclusive kind of style holiday where you literally just like hit buy and then you have your flight booked, your hotel booked, you have all your food and drink included. And in theory, that was very exciting for us because we wanted to just go somewhere where we were looked after and didn't have to do anything, you know, didn't have to even think about travel or like cooking or anything like that but we very quickly realized that we are not hotel people we like our own space we do not want to be surrounded by screaming children and loads of kind of like loud families and yeah just people in general um it was a bit of an awakening for us so we spent most of our time down at this like quiet little beach and going out on hikes and you know I think it's one of those it's one of those times when you just realize that sometimes you have to try something to work out whether or not it's for you and yeah all inclusive is not for us. That's not to say that if you decide to go on an all inclusive holiday you won't have the best time, but Ian and I are actually probably more set in our ways than we like to admit and that includes having a set routine, really like to cook our own food. Um that was really hard for me actually just like not being able to to kind of like say I want to eat this today or I want to eat this today to like just have to have what was ever whatever was on the menu um and then I think because Ian Ian doesn't drink anyway and I am not drinking alcohol at the moment 
we didn't make the most of the you know kind of uh, all-inclusive bar uh, and most people there were drinking quite heavily throughout the day and again that was another kind of thing that we went into it's like you don't really want to be hanging out with drunk people all day every day on our vacation so anyway uh, you live and you learn next time we are definitely going to just do an airbnb and kind of sort our own um holiday out but we had a lovely time and we reconnected and just yeah it was so 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 lovely um I managed to switch off from work a little bit, but I'm going to be honest with you, it's something that I'm still learning to do. Um, You know, I travel a lot. I have another couple of trips coming up literally every month for the next few months. Um, I travel a lot, you know, I take a lot of time off, but I struggle to fully switch off. And I think that's because when you have an online business, so much of your business is on your phone, it's on your devices that you have with you when you're on holiday and you know I do have really strong boundaries when it comes to going on Instagram like I barely went on Instagram um but it's more like just you know you have your phone and I think when you have your phone for business and then you have your phone in personal life your mindset is kind of in the same space like it's almost like muscle memory you pick up your phone and you feel like you're working um so that's something I need to get better at and explore more of because I did have a tendency to kind of like oh I'm just going to check in with this client and see how they're doing um it's also hard as well when you're so invested in your business and the success of your clients you know I love my clients I love my students I have um like programs running at the moment I have one-on-one clients and although I believe it's you know totally fine to take time fully away from them and the business sometimes I can't help it like I just want to know you know if I know somebody's doing a launch I'm like tell me how was it you know because I'm invested in it so anyway that's something I am working on Um, And then the only other thing I was going to mention, and this is health related and period related, feel free to skip through uh, if this is not your thing. Um, But I talk a lot about my health on my Instagram and, you know, every time I do, people are always so interested and want to talk more about it. Um, So over the last, you know, couple of years, I've really been working on trying to manage my hormones better and look after my body. Um, It's been a journey, it's up and down, it's not a straight line. Um, But uh, the last few weeks, my period was late. It was like nearly three weeks late. And I mean, a couple of realizations came out of this. Number one is that my body was kind of, you know, shouting at me to change something. Um, I often think that your period, if you have a period, your period is a huge indicator of overall health. Um, And because it's cyclical, because it's technically reliable in that it's supposed to come at the same time every month, when it doesn't, it can be a huge indicator that something is off. And obviously I am not a doctor, I'm not an expert in this, but that is just my kind of understanding of it. So that's something I need to explore. Uh, but what it did make me realize, and you know, I've, I've been vocal about this before, but it did just make me realize that I do not want a baby. I do not want children. I think it's interesting how that's where everyone's mind goes when you say, oh, my period is late. It's like, oh my God, are you pregnant? And I mean, that's problematic in its own way because there are a lot of people who want to get pregnant and can't get pregnant. Um, and I actually don't think it would be easy for me to get pregnant because of 
various health things. Um, but it's interesting when that conversation comes up because it does make you think about what it might be like to be pregnant or to have children. And it was again, just very affirming to me that that is not for me, that is not my journey, that is not my path. Um, I will say now there is a lot that I've seen online recently, which is very divided in people who want children, people who don't want children. And, you know, I think for me, I definitely don't want children, but equally I don't judge or like have any criticism of people who do have children. It's not for me, um, but I know that, you know, also like, I don't know what else is not for me. Um, bacon is not for me. <laughs> I don't like bacon and that's fine. And I know a lot of people love bacon. Um, the point is, is that I think when it comes to kids in general, we need to just be more open to the fact that some people don't want them. Some people can't have them. And, you know, the conversation around like, are you pregnant is just one that I think needs to happen only in certain situations and not just like automatically assumed because you're a woman of a certain age who has missed their period. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to kind of mention that because that's been on my mind. Um, from a marketing perspective though, I have seen and I am following a few people on TikTok in particular who are very vocal about the fact that they're child free and they're loving their life and you know, they're getting essentially trolled by people who do have children saying, uh, you know, you'll never know true love unless you have a baby, etc., etc. And then there's a lot of kind of, you know, uh, I guess, strong opinion going the other way. Um, but what I will say is this, like, having strong opinions will get you noticed, it will get you seen, and not everyone will agree with them. But, you know, if you have a strong opinion on something and you want to raise your voice and find people who agree with you, then TikTok is a great way to do that. Um, so yeah, that's my two cents on that. All right, we are going to dive into sales calls. So this week I have been talking a lot about sales calls, aka discovery calls or connection calls, whatever you want to call them, over on my Instagram a lot. Um, so a sales call is essentially a free, usually free phone call or Zoom call that you have between a customer and a supplier, either a coach or a freelancer or a service provider. Um, and it's where you potentially make the decision to work together. Um, often a sales call is not called a sales call. It is kind of referred to as like a discovery call because people still avoid the word sales or selling, um, even though that's clearly what it is. Like, I'm not just having a free phone call for the sake of it. I'm having a free phone call because I want to sign you as a client. Um, so let's just call them what they are. They are sales calls. Uh, but they you know, I think a lot of people put pressure on a sales call to like close the deal. And my opinion on a sales call is that if you have done your work in your marketing, your nurturing, your communication, you've already done 90% of the work. The sales call is just that final 10%. It's just the final clinch of the deal. It's not for you to push a decision or to make, you know, or to kind of convince the buyer that they should buy. Um, so you really don't need to have that much pressure on the call. And if if your entire sales like success is hinging on the sales calls, then you need to look at your longer term marketing because you really need to have that nurture and that trust built up way before you get somebody on the call. The call is just like the final piece of the puzzle. 
I am interrupting this episode to quickly tell you about my new program, Sellout, the Anti-Seize Sales Club. Sellout is a six-week group program that will teach you how to sell authentically and grow your business in a way that feels good. No more sleazy sales, no more unclear marketing, no more avoiding money. Join Sellout, the Anti-Sleaze Sales Club and build your own authentic feel-good sales strategy in just six weeks. Doors are open now and close Friday the 6th of May. The link to join is in the show notes. Right, back to the show. When I asked my audience on Instagram the other week what questions they had around sales calls, I mostly got some version of this question, which was, how do you sell on a sales call? And again, my answer is like, you don't. You don't really sell on a sales call, and I'll tell you why. Selling is not about the transaction. Selling is not that that space where you are handing over your credit card and then receiving something in return. Selling is the trust and established authority and nurturing that has happened way before the sales call. You cannot sell to somebody in a 15 minute Zoom chat. You can't, I'm telling you, you can't. And this is why it's very rare for people to find you out of the blue and book a sales call. Like generally they are part of a longer term sales funnel and they book a call after feeling like they understand who you are, how you can help them, after really feeling that you can see and hear them and meet them where they're at, then they'll book a sales call, right? It's, it is very rare for you to just get random sales call kind of bookings coming through from people who have never heard of you, right? Unless you leave like an amazing impression on that first go, obviously this does happen. Um, but generally speaking, the sales call is booked after some time has occurred, in which time you have built a lot of trust. Um, And this happens through your content. Essentially, this happens through your branding, through your positioning, through whatever it is you're talking about. It is built through the conversations you're having with your community. It's built through you acknowledging that you understand them and you see them and you hear them and you know that you can help them. Um, And this takes time, you know, and this is why we need to take the pressure off of the call itself to close the deal because if you are pinning especially if you're a high, if you if you have a high ticket offer and I'm going to say high ticket I mean like a thousand pounds a thousand dollars or over if you have an offer of that level and you are relying on a 15 minute call to sign that deal that is a lot of pressure that is so much pressure Whereas if you saw that call as the final 10% of a longer journey, then you're taking pressure off of yourself and you're actually taking people on a longer journey. It means then as well, you're gonna get people who are making informed, empowered decisions and not just like on the moment decisions. And they're the decisions that people regret. Those tend to be the customers that you then are gonna get asking for refunds and things like that because they haven't had time yet to trust you. They They don't yet know that you can do what you say you can do right? So I want you to take the pressure off of yourself to like close the deal on a sales call and instead refocus on the longer journey that you're taking people on. And just that final 10% of the journey is the sales call. Um, And this is honestly where I see people going wrong with these types of calls is that assuming you have to convince the person to buy from you on the call. Like, no, 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 no. Um, The person is likely to have made their decision way before they get on the call. Um, And really the call is just to establish these three things, right? So the call isn't essentially to sell. The call is to establish that you and the the buyer have rapport, right? Especially if you're a coach, you gotta get on with your customers. So you, and you can't really do that that well on 
you know, like email, maybe DMs, but you know, there's something about having a face-to-face Zoom chat for 15, 30 minutes that will genuinely cut through the bullshit and let you know if you could work well together. Um, They also need to understand clearly that you know what they need on the call. And this is where you bring in the personalized, you know, kind of approach, right? So let's say you are a graphic designer and you have a logo package and you get a new customer onto a sales call. You're not there to sell the logo package. Like they've inquired about the logo package. They know that you sell a fucking logo package. You're there to say, I know that you're a new yoga teacher and I know that you really, really want to, you know, kind of book out your next retreat. And I know that in order to do that, you need to get yourself published in some magazines. And in order to that, to do that, you need to have a legitimate brand. So, you know, by having this logo, you are going to feel so le- so legitimate. You're going to put yourself out there. You're going to get publications and then you're going to be able to sell out your retreat. And I want to help you do that. And then you're also going to say things, you know, that really relate to where they're at, right? So you can say, okay, I know you're a new business business owner and I know that you know you're afraid of outsourcing but that is why I have a really bespoke three-step process that means you know you have um, a review stage you know you also have access to me you see where I'm going with this right you're not just saying like I have a logo service buy this from me you're not trying to convince them to buy you're showing them that you understand very clearly what they need right you are saying to them I see you I hear you I get it I can help you Um, And then the final thing that you're doing on a sales call is proving that you're the right person for them to invest in and that you can actually do what you say you can do. Now, this is where you do pitch yourself. But again, you're not pitching just this like bog standard service. You're pitching yourself based on what you know about them. And it has to be genuine. So if you genuinely believe that you can help them and you're the right person for them, tell them that, tell them why, explain how it would work and give proof, you know, give feedback, give proof, give evidence that you can actually do it and that you can actually help them. Um, so those are the three things really that you're doing on a call. And you notice how none of none of that was around like selling yourself. None of that was around like closing the deal. That was just around establishing that final 10% of the relationship. Um, and you don't do that by just showing up and pitching yourself and your services. I mean, I've said this, I literally say this at every program to every single client people care about themselves. It's true. We are all inherently selfish and there's nothing wrong with that. And so if you get somebody on a free 15, 30 minute call and you are just talking about yourself and your services, you're going to lose that client. They need to feel heard. They need to feel like you can hold space for them. They need to feel like you are listening to them because especially if you have a service where it's going to require like you to kind of get into their heads a bit, they need to know that that you can actually do that and that you're not just going to take up all the time by saying like, I'm an amazing coach. I qualified at this time. You know, I've worked with this many people, whatever, whatever. Like they're not interested in that. Like maybe towards the end, they need that proof. But in for the most part, they just need to know that you understand them really, really clearly. Um, so that is my take on a sales call. Um, there are a few things that I would advise you do on a sales call and a few things that I would not advise you do on a sales call. Um, number one is go in with a positive mindset, assume it's a yes. Um, and this doesn't mean about being pushy, but it just, this just means like best case scenario, the shit out of this, you know, like if you go on a sales call and you're like, oh, I hope they sign with me, but they probably won't. Your customer is going to feel that energy. Whereas if you go in like, 
fuck yes, this is my dream customer. I know I can help them. How much better are you going to show up and hold yourself? Um, I also suggest leaving space at the end for them to ask questions. And if they if they don't have any specific questions, you like answer the most common FAQs that you get asked. Um, and, you know, just as an example, the most common questions that people have are around time, money and suitability, as in like time. Do I have the time for this? How much time do I need to put into this money? Can I afford this? Is this a priority for me with regards to spending right now? Um, and suitability, like, am I right for this? Is this right for me? Am I at the right stage of whatever it is that I'm going through for this to actually work for me? Um, so you can address those questions, you know, whilst you're on the call, even if they don't directly ask them outright, because oftentimes you get to a Q&A and people are like, oh, you know, I have a question, but they're probably not going to ask you because they want to just get off the call and go and have a think about it. Um, some things that I definitely wouldn't do, and I know that, you know, I don't know if this makes me a bad coach, but because uh, I know a lot of coaches will say to you like, close the deal on the call. Um, that to me is too bro marketing and not my style. I would never ask somebody to make a decision on a phone call, uh, on a Zoom call, just because pff, I would not want to be, I would not want that pressure put on me in this the like opposite situation. Um, what I do like to do is make sure that they have all of the information they need to go and make an informed, empowered decision. Um, but what I always suggest doing is uh, being very clear with the next steps, with the call to action. Like, don't just end the call and be like, all right, see ya, message me if you want to work with me. Like, be super clear. Like, I will get back to you on this day and follow up with you. Like, if you have these questions, send them through on an email and my assistant will follow up. Like, be very clear, be directive. You have to lead and guide the call because you are the person hosting. Um, and I think this is where people go wrong as well. They assume that on the call, like they're just there to kind of like provide information. And it's like, not, you're not like, this is essentially the start of your potential working journey together. So you have to be a leader, you have to be an expert um, and you have to kind of hold that space and yeah, guide and inform. Okay, so... That is everything I have to say on sales calls. I hope you found that super, super, super duper helpful. I would love to hear from you. If you like this episode, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram at mhuckstep. And yeah, thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to Rebel Business Today. If you found this episode helpful and inspiring, please do rate and review the show. I massively appreciate all of your support. And if you want even more simple, actionable sales advice and marketing tips that won't make you cringe, sign up to my Selling Out Without Selling Out newsletter, which goes out every week with helpful tips and advice via the link in the show notes. Thank you again so much for listening and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to rebel business today if you found this episode helpful and inspiring please do rate and review the show i massively appreciate all of your support and if you want even more simple actionable sales advice and marketing tips that won't make you cringe sign up to my selling out without selling out newsletter which goes out every week with helpful tips and advice via the link in the show notes thank you again so much for listening and i'll see you next time
Thank you so much for listening to Rebel Business today. If you found this episode helpful and inspiring, please do rate and review the show. I massively appreciate all of your support. And if you want even more simple, actionable sales advice and marketing tips that won't make you cringe, sign up to my Selling Out Without Selling Out newsletter, which goes out every week with helpful tips and advice via the link in the show notes. Thank you again so much for listening and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to Rebel Business today. If you found this episode helpful and inspiring, please do rate and review the show. I massively appreciate all of your support. And if you want even more simple, actionable sales advice and marketing tips that won't make you cringe, sign up to my Selling Out Without Selling Out newsletter, which goes out every week with helpful tips and advice via the link in the show notes. Thank you again so much for listening and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to Rebel Business today. If you found this episode helpful and inspiring, please do rate and review the show. I massively appreciate all of your support. And if you want even more simple, actionable,